Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Welcome back, everybody. (laughs) Okay, doesn't James sound amazing right now? Uh, I hope I do. I bought, I didn't buy, I I received as a Christmas gift a very expensive, beautiful microphone from my mom, who I love. Thank you, mom. (laughs) You sound so good. Oh, I hope so. Yay! Yeah, I mean, seriously, just right now, it's like, you want to do some ASMR or something? Hello, everyone. <gasps> I want to be, like, from NPR, you know, like, oh. today we'll bring out some great cookies. Oh, I some... Do some... people do that? <laughs> I just think of the SNL sketch about sweaty Exactly, bears. exactly. Yeah. But now I just feel like I'm kind of, like, dirty talking, because like, <laughs> I don't know how to be, like, innocent. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Yay, but everyone, James got a new microphone. It's so cool. I got cool. a microphone. I didn't even get a new microphone. Let's not pretend I had a microphone ever. <laughs> like, let's not pretend that this was like, oh, we just like upgraded. No, this is like the first ever. Like I was just using my, my laptop, which is probably why the sound wasn't great. Sorry about it. But I have one now, which I'm going to take very good care of. And I keep gesturing to it as if you can see me. But I'm very excited. It yeah. looks pretty. It's it looks very, like a big phallic symbol. It's great. It does. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, but we should welcome everybody. Yeah, to so I think, I think you should do it because you got this microphone. Christen, oh, christen it. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of... Mutants. Players. And Jedi. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh, uh, my. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, Giselle. Yes. What are we talking about today? I'm very excited. We are talking about the Sabrina Winter Solstice special, Sabrina, A Midwinter's Tale. I always called it Sabrina Solstice Spooktacular. Oh, I like that. Thank you. I thought it was much better than what yeah, they Yeah, why didn't they consult? Like, nobody knows what A Midwinter's Tale is. Shut up. <laughs> why didn't anyone consult you? That's so cool. Uh, alliteration, guys. It's, where's that? You can never I mean, go wrong with alliteration. So, what did you think about Sabrina's Solstice Spooktacular. The Spooktacular. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a good standalone episode. I liked the plot they had. I enjoyed the character that they introduced. I don't know if we're going to see her again or not. Frankly, I thought there was a lot of horror that they packed into this episode, which I thoroughly enjoyed. I always love something that's festive and yet simultaneously spooky. Hmm. I thought it was okay. Mm-hmm. I, uh, <laughs> I actually, I mean, I thought... That, yeah, I thought it was like an okay standalone episode. I didn't really understand why it had to be a standalone episode, but mm-hmm. I guess they kind of wanted something to fill in the spot between the first season. I think so. And also a lot of people have said that they are potentially following what a lot of UK shows do when they have a Christmas episode if they haven't been on for a long time. So maybe they're following that formula. It's very like, yeah, Doctor Who. Yes, like, exactly. Like, oh, without it being you know, better. Um, it was fine. <laughs> I didn't think it was terrible. I was right. just like, right. Okay. It's like more Sabrina. Um, I get oh, narratively, I get why they made some decisions they made, but mm-hmm. I had like some plot hole and questions mm-hmm. and like, and I understand the ending and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And anyway, but we'll talk about it. We're right. talking yeah. about it. Okay. So basically the rundown of the episode, we get to, we get to see more of like Sabrina's sort of struggle with like the holidays without her parents being around. And we got a nice flashback of like her and Susie in line to go see Santa Claus. See mm-hmm. any? I thought that was good. And the casting was good. For oh the, my God. The, the, we, both, both, both of the young actors they got were perfect. 
Yeah, I was kind of impressed. I was like, this might be the most impressive part of the episode. <clears throat> um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we're back to present day. And we, okay, so we established the lighting of the Yule Log to protect the house from ghosts and unpleasant All the unpleasant trees. I don't know. Because, of um, <laughs> course, there's, you know, a lot of witchy folklore going on. And something I enjoyed about this episode, and this is something general as far as the entire show, is all of the different witchy lore, the different rituals and superstitions of the Church of Night. And, of course, Christmas being a Christian holiday, I just love seeing their version of the winter solstice. And don't call it a Christmas tree, it's a Yule tree. And little things like that I really enjoyed. Yes. And, you know, I mean, Zelda's just... So up her own ass as per usual, and I love Zelda so much. <laughs> She's great. Okay, so but did she smoke from her finger cigarette thing at all? I don't think so in this episode. That's sad. I know. I uh, also, it. okay, not to be mean, but like here's one of my big first complaints about this episode. I get that it's winter, but Ambrose is very covered up in the entirety of this episode. <laughs> Everyone, we just realized why James does not have the highest opinion of this episode. A, a, a very, a, an understanding critique, may I say, obviously. I mean, there's one shot of him with like, he's wearing like a tank top. And I was like, oh, great. So we're like slowly stripping down. The next shot, he'll be like, you know, with like his bathrobe open. With, right. Like, X on display. Right. It's like a, a slow progression. It wasn't though. It, was, it wasn't a Christmas treat for James. Anyway, fine. Um, um, don't you mean winter solstice treat, James? Be respectful. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Ambrose and Sabrina chat about Sabrina keeping distance from her friends. So basically what they're saying, like, they're establishing that we haven't missed anything. Right. Like, they're trying to be like, go, you guys, like, you're checking back in. Nothing's really changed from like the end of the first season. So don't feel like you're like stepping into like everyone being besties again mm-hmm. and like everything's comfy, wumpy. She's like, she tells Ambrose that she saw her mom in limbo. She establishes that like he, that she must have unfinished business in the real world for Sabrina. And Sabrina wants to know what it is and to help her pass on. And she wants to have a seance, but Ambrose thinks it's dangerous, which it is. I'm not going to lie. When I saw that, I was thinking... Sabrina, your hijinks always lead to tomfoolery. Be careful. (laughs) But of course, there wouldn't ever be an issue on the show if these things didn't happen. Uh, Of course. And she's like, everything I do just makes everything messier. And I'm like, so stop doing stupid shit. Like, damn it, Sabrina. (laughs) Like, it's one of the problems, like, in these type of shows like if you state that it's like almost don't state that because like then it becomes like well okay so stop doing it great problem solved end of show (laughs) you know what I mean like what are we doing so she goes to Miss Wardwell and wants to know why uh uh, so okay so we cut to Miss Wardwell and Miss Wardwell's like hanging out and like talking to her stuffed bird and um basically wants to figure out why she's like still here even though she got Sabrina to sign the book Mm -hmm. and so like Basically, like, they just want Miss Wardwell to stick around because, like, the actress is fucking awesome. And yeah, hilarious. because she's, frankly, my favorite thing about the show. I'll admit one of my complaints about this episode, but I understand because it was only 55 minutes, we can only fit so much in, was that there yeah. was not nearly enough of Miss Wardwell. Although I'm glad I got to see the bits that we did. And there wasn't nearly enough of the Weird Sisters. But I get it. I get it. There's only enough time to do so much. It's only the one episode. So that's me being super duper nitpicking and just having. Do you think it was that and scheduling? Like I was sort of trying to figure out like what the situation was. I was like, (laughs) okay, what what are we talking about? 
Like, you know, like, cause it's like three sets. They're like, we're in the school. We're in her house. We're in, I don't know, the underground cavern where Susie's being kept. And like that really cheap ass looking Santa Claus. Like, I think that was, um, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, that had to be like five bucks. They're like, great. Set that up. Done. Good. Mm-hmm. And we'll use the same exact set for the flashback. And then the, the present day, hey. like they haven't it's exactly the same Mm -hmm. the wax figurines are exactly the same the kids are dead they're the same ones yeah (laughs) it's like choices felt like a less expensive version of the season right no i can definitely see that and i think it's probably just because they wanted to get this episode out in time for december and just because of everything they were dealing with they were like okay we can do this on a minimal budget i think it definitely worked though with what they did oh no i mean i don't think it looked terrible Mm -hmm. i was just like oh yeah, this is fine. And even the writing, like, the writing felt okay. It felt very secure, especially with, like, Zelda. Like, her she her voice always feels very secure to me. But, like, you know, like, oh, this is... Someone knows who they're writing right. when they're talking to her, basically. Right. But, like, and then sometimes I'm like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, Sabrina sounds a little less Sabrina. Or, so, you know, what I, mean? I don't know. Interesting. I, no, I, I think know. just because I... I mean, I didn't have that experience, but I think that's an interesting observation. It wasn't my favorite... I guess it just wasn't my favorite episode. Oh, yeah, totally. I kind of have a problem with, like, the Sabrina actress. Mm-hmm. I don't think she's so good, which we kind of talked about. Right. Obviously, everyone, if you haven't already listened to it, we already did an episode where we discussed everything before this episode, the entirety of the first season of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. We go into a lot more detail with the various characters and actors and whatnot, so we probably are going to gloss over a lot of stuff just because we already discussed it on that episode. Yeah, I'm not are- going to, like, bash her as much as I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Um, if you want to hear me bash the actress, go listen to that episode. Because <laughs> <laughs> I personally do enjoy the actor who plays Sabrina. I think she's very charming, but different strokes, different opinions. I like her, Sabrina. No, yeah, and I think some of it is, like, I think choices that she's making to portray the character, and some of it I'm just like, maybe she's just not that great an actress, but that's why. Mm-hmm. Different strokes, different strokes. Right, exactly. um, Okay, so basically Sabrina goes to Miss Wardwell to borrow her book of the death so she can seancey up her mom that's right i coined that term and (laughs) nice and so like that sets up that miss wardwell now knows that that spell is going to happen on solstice so she can like put out the yule log and by the way okay i know i'm skipping ahead on the beats basically but like don't you think like a protective yule log shouldn't be so easy to put out maybe the only way it could be put out was by the level of magic that miss wardwell used yeah. I mean, that was, just the, that was just what I inferred watching the episode. Maybe the spell is only something someone of Miss Wardwell's caliber can invoke to be able to put out something like an enchanted Yule log. No, absolutely. And I think that it was just like my, I was just like, oh, that's a choice. You know, like, it's like Yule log doesn't seem very secure. Just <laughs> right. Well, it's kind of like <laughs> going back to another episode we did talking about Halloween. Yet again, if you haven't listened to that episode, y'all should stop and check it out. It's a good episode where we talked about how Laurie Strode was missing the alligator moat. And well, of course, I mean, my go to mode of security is always an alligator moat. So another critique I may have of this episode is that they lacked an alligator moat on the East Coast during winter. Anyway, details have glass windows in their door, too. I think so. I think so. But choices. Choices. Choices, you guys. I don't know. I grew up with that. I mean, my front door did not have windows in it. I don't understand. I don't understand that choice. It's fine. Uh, (laughs) Whatever. Nobody ever listens to us, though. So what can we say? I mean, come on. Get it together. Yeah. So then Sabrina goes. Okay. This was weird to me, too. Like, Mm -hmm. Sabrina goes to Rosalind and Susie. 
and she tries to like I guess extend an olive, olive branch olive branch mm-hmm. can speak to them and see if they want to like cast a seance good spell with her I mean okay I get like the inspiration was sort of to come from Ambrose actually when he was like oh well don't push away your friends maybe the opposite's better like try and bring them into your life a little bit more right. blah 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 I was like that's touching and nice but like maybe not throw them into like calling up your dead mom on Christmas Eve. like you know like the the solst- the day of you know Christmas solstice or whatever mm-hmm. I was like I don't understand that's a weird choice what it's like let's do some <laughs> magic we'll like mix up some potions call it my dead mom you know like it'll be fun it'll be festive <laughs> Some eggnog, yeah, you know, and put some ornaments on the tree. That's another loved one. I mean, I mean, totally, I totally get that. That's another one where I just figured I'm along for the ride. This is a show about magic. It's super macabre, so I figured that maybe that is something a witch would think is an idea for a good time. But do we think that's like that's my thing? Like I was like, would Sabrina think this is a good idea? Like you know what I mean? Like I was like, oh, you're gonna go from like not talking to your friends about it to being like, let's call up my dead mom. See, that's not something that's, I mean, just for myself, that's not something that stood out to me as being odd. Cause like Ambrose's suggestion, I figured that's just her way of trying to bring her friends in. I'm doing a seance. This is something that's important right. and meaningful to me. And it'd be cool if you guys were there. Like, that's how I took that. Right. Okay. I mean, okay. I, I, mean, I, I think that's another that. one where, no, I mean, cause I, I totally, <laughs> no, 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 no. Cause I totally see your point. So I think it's just another one where, depending on what perspective you're coming from, that could be seen as something like choices. My favorite was like Susie Roz's response to it. And she was like, is it too weird or too soon? And they were like, too weird and too soon. I know, like, I did like that. Too soon. What are you talking about, Sabrina? I did love their response. <laughs> like, because I can... Like, anyway, and like Roz is like, anyway, my cousins are visiting and Susie has a new job. And you sound like a fucking insane person. Like, we can't participate in your dark magic, young lady. Good day. <laughs> what? Anyway, that was weird. See, and you know so, what? You know what it is, though? I have a theory. She's been yeah. hanging out with the weird sisters. So obviously, she's starting to embrace her witchiness more, the path of night, so to speak. So maybe their influence is starting to affect her. And she's thinking, yeah, this is totally a fun thing to do with my girlfriends and they're like, no, too weird, too soon, babe. Yeah, hold your horses, sweetie. Yeah. So, of course, when she asks the weird sisters to participate, I love how they're just like, can we, Prudence? Can we? I'm like, oh, I, just- I know. I love. Yeah, that was great. And they make way more sense to me, obviously. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it happened. But, like, also the spell, like, that they cast. I, I mean, I guess they can do it with three people, but they all had to, like, put their pinky and thumb together mm-hmm. or pinkies Which together. Happened? And there's four of them. And I was like, do you need four to do this spell? You're all surrounding this one table. Like, I was like, what's... And they all seem to be using their magic. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Susie and Roz don't have magic. Roz has visions, and Susie sees her great dead aunt? Question mark? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> like, what's this? Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, that's another one where I just said, I'm along for the ride. We got to see her friends, and then we got to see her witchy friends. So we're establishing where everyone is, how, what yeah. her relationship is with them right now. So I figured that was just their way of trying to like, get them into the story. Right. And the biggest establishing thing we get from that meeting is that Susie has a job at the Santa, I don't know, what is it? Santa Mall House? Yeah. Thing. Yeah. We sit on Santa's lap. 
and you ask for something. And I just thought it was really creepy. Anyway, Susie has a job there and takes pictures of the kids on the lab. Yeah, always wanted to play this specific elf at this job and finally got the opportunity to do it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's really cute. I mean, like, it's really cute. Oh, and oh sadly, my gosh. It's very cute. <laughs> it starts off really nice. <laughs> it starts down. off so nice and wholesome, but of course, it doesn't. Because it's Sabrina. It, it, because it's Sabrina, which, which is one of the reasons why I enjoy this show. It gets really dark and twisted. Me too. Like, those are the shit that, that's the shit I enjoy. It's uh-huh. when I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. Character motivation. What are you doing? Stop it. Um, okay. But then Harvey comes in and Sabrina and Harvey are having a conversation and Harvey the last time she saw him, I guess, or really spoke to him was that he thought of his dead brother every time he looked at her. Which is super fair. Drama, drama. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think actually Harvey's reaction to everything in this is so fucking reasonable in this episode. I know. I was like, no, it's funny you say that because typically when you have a show, TV, story, what have you, involving any kind of magic or witchcraft, it, it is typically a boyfriend character who has an issue with it. And in the past, whenever you have that archetype, I always get so annoyed with that archetype. Like, you're such a buzzkill. What's wrong with you? Shut you know? up. Enjoy the ride. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you can do magic. Gosh, why do you got to be such a Debbie Downer? But this is the one time when Harvey was saying these very things. Wow. I thought, you have a point. I cannot blame you at all. I mean, hard agree. And, like, also, like, okay, so she gives him these colored pencils that you never need to sharpen the tip. Okay, I although. I want that. I will say very quickly, regardless of everything he says, I would say I'm keeping the pencils. Okay. Thank you. It's Um, like when you have a big breakup and you're like, I'm keeping the dog. It's like, I'm keeping the pencils. Exactly. (laughs) This is my dog now. Oh my gosh. I want those so badly. I want a pen that never runs out of ink. I want colored pencils that never go flat. I want an eyeliner that never runs out of ink. What? So this has become a Christmas list for Giselle. (laughs) Anyway, sorry. Sabrina's Christmas wish list. (laughs) This is Giselle's Christmas wish list. Yes. 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 Anyway. (laughs) So obviously he's like freaked out about them and stuff. And he tries to hide and he says, thank you or whatever. And they like separate. And Oh, Oh, also we established that like his dad's been drinking a lot. Yeah. So that's sad. After his father, after the brother died again, bad, just a bad situation. So Sabrina finds the weird sisters to help with the with the seance, and they're on board. Like as we discussed, and like Prudence is all no, not Prudence. Ugh, who's the other one? There's Prudence, Dor- Agatha. And, there's Prudence, Agatha, and Dorcas. Dorcas. Dorcas like, really wants to do it, and Agatha's been practicing her spiritualism or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, <laughs> so this also like this again like makes you go okay, but if you need to be practiced at spiritualism, Sabrina doesn't know what the fuck she's doing because she needs the Book of the Dead. And Agatha's like the go-to specialist. What were you going to do with Roz and Susie? I don't know. I just kind of brushed it off. (laughs) (laughs) This is why all of her plans go wrong. (laughs) Well, actually, you know what? That's a good point. Maybe she doesn't think things through. And this is why shenanigans. 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 Okay, so Roz goes to see Susie working as the elf. And Roz has, like, one of her flashes, and she, like, feels that something's wrong. And then Susie's staying late to help prep for the final push. (laughs) That terminology, by the way, was... I didn't like it. And then when the figurine, she's like cleaning starts to cry. Yeah. And Mr. Bartell says he used, okay, so this is disgusting. I don't like this line either, that he usually has to go out and hunt down the prettiest child. And, but this year they came to him and I was like, ew, don't like it. Stop it. Yeah. And then well, he demon. Bag over. Demon. 
Yeah, he's a demon. He's a gross demon. Yeah. This is something I really enjoyed about this episode, that they really brought in the horror. I loved everything with Susie and that creepy Santa demon. I forget the name of the specific character. He will just be Santa demon. Bartel. Bart- oh, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so Bartel. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I loved everything with oh, Susie. the last name of one of my favorite, sorry, uh, illustrators. Her name is Jen Bartel. Oh. So I'm like, oh, it's Bartel. <laughs> Got it. Locked in. Nice. Well, well thank you yeah i loved everything with Susie and bartell because i felt like that was very much the kind of horror you would see in the twilight zone where there's something up with the mannequins and i just have this thing with mannequins and anything wax figure associated that's inherently creepy and i i hated it but in a good way that they included that into the episode like ooh, my skin's crawling but good but ooh. and so (laughs) well it's like um what was the wax what was that movie House of Wax with Vincent House Price. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, it's so funny about that, basically, it, obviously. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I like the heart aspect, too. I thought it was kind of scary. I thought it was... And, you know, I think Susie is, like, the right person to put in danger. Like, you know, like, back in, like, Buffy season one, that they always put Willow in danger? Mm-hmm. It was like, yeah. oh, she has no way to defend herself. Throw her some vampires. Make yeah. everyone feel scared that she's gonna... Something bad is gonna happen. Right, yeah. And I was like, that... You know, that's Susie, right? Yes, now. I never thought about it like that. Yeah, just like put in danger a lot. And you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, there's no way to protect yourself. I love Susie. Don't let anything happen. Oh, my God. No, like, don't let anything happen. It's Susie. Okay. Susie's yeah. okay. Yeah. They're okay. Yeah, everything with the crying figures and then the great reveal with Demon Santa, I loved it. And just that whole archetype, it never gets old. And I appreciate that they brought it into the episode. Just everything with this little factory and the fact that there are, yeah, it's, it's a wax museum. Children's, their souls are stuck in the wax figurines. I thought, oh, nightmare fuel, nightmare fuel. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> I liked it. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> it didn't freak me out that much. I liked it, though. They're gross. I think wax figurines are gross. Okay, but at the same time, if I may, Sorry, quick tangent. I love going to wax museums because I'm a masochist and I love getting scared. But they always look terrible, too. But that's part of the charm. But that's part of the charm. (laughs) I always thought about going to, like, one of those Madame Tussauds Mm -hmm. wax museum, and they have one in New York, and I always walk by it, like, it's interesting. I have no, like, actual, like, want to go see it, but Mm -hmm. I'm like, they're so terrible looking, I kind of want to go and see what they're about. Anyway. 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 (laughs) You're welcome. Tangent. Tangent. So, okay. So, at this time, Susie's captured. Great. (laughs) Not great. Terrible. Whatever. (laughs) However you want to describe it. Fantastic. Moving on. Wardwell is casting a spell to put out the Yule Log. And I wrote down, seems like a poor protective element. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Yeah. uh, The seance begins over at... So, the Weird Sisters and Sabrina have all, like gathered in her room secretly at the witching hour with midnight or whatever. And they, um, they begin doing their seance over Sabrina's mom's wedding dress. Sabrina's mom's name is Diana. So I'm just going to call her that because okay. saying Sabrina's mom is annoying. Yeah. Sabrina confirms that it's Diana by asking her how she died. And her mom says two, three, three, one. And that's the flight number she died on. And I was like, Sabrina knew the flight number she died on? Well, wouldn't you? I mean, if I know this is rather morbid, but if something like that, heaven forbid, were to happen to anyone, I think most likely they would probably remember some detail like that. Yeah. I would just assume it's Delta and be like, oh. Um, <laughs> uh, her mom comes through. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> but Agatha's like, there's an interference. Another spirit and other spirits have come through because 
Miss Wardwell has put out the, the Yule log of Dodd protection. And Hilda and Zelda see that the log has gone out, and Zelda races to tell Ambrose and Sabrina. And Zelda finds Sabrina and the sisters with the ghost of Diana. Diana disappears. Zelda is pissed and tells the sisters to go. Yeah, you don't ever want I like that. Me too. I agree with what you said before that this was a very Zelda strong episode. I thought she was like almost. No, I think, I mean, she's strong in her, in the season. I liked her a lot in the, in the season, but I thought like this episode in particular, like she got to do a lot more with her emotions and like mm-hmm. Letitia was really great and stuff like that. And I was like, I felt for her. Completely agree. I think Zelda was such a strong, fierce, vigilant character. So seeing this vulnerable side of her, I thought was really cool. Yes. And you can almost see how, like, her connection to Sabrina may have been when she was, like, first. Yeah. And and stuff like that. And I was like, that's sweet. I have, okay, so I have to say really quickly, just talking about Zelda and Letitia. Just, I love Zelda's way of showing affection because one of the things she says to Letitia is, who's a dirty girl? Who's a dirty girl? And I was like, I fucking love you. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I loved it. I, I know, right? It's like, oh no, but oh yeah, that's fucking. Awesome. Oh yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> so okay, so Zelda thinks the Sabrina's spell put out the log, and Zelda tells Sabrina she should have told him about Diana and Limbo. And Ambrose checks the house for spirits, but it seems clear. And Zelda goes to bread with to bread. She goes to bread. She goes. She to goes bread. to bed. <laughs> she goes to bed with Hilda. They sleep in the same room. And, oh, so this is a very important note that I wrote because it's our only flash of skin for Ambrose. I wrote, Ambrose's arms look great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, yes, yes. Ambrose and Sabrina talk, and Sabrina says she'll try again to like contact her mom after Solstice. So I thought that was nice. Zelda in the morning is playing with Letitia, the baby, and goes to wash her. Oh, with the, the baby is the dirty girl. That line that you had. Hilda and Sabrina talk about Zelda's relationship with Diana, which is like tense or whatever. I mean, we kind of already knew that from this season. Yeah. Kind of already knew that. Uh, Sabrina created eggnog that will help Harvey's dad not want alcohol again. So Sabrina comes by the kinkles. Harvey is weirded out that she like made eggnog for her dad, for his dad. So he gives, she gives it to him. Mm -hmm. Great. He thinks there's rum in it. It's an alcoholic. There's a problem. It's going to go away. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of this episode was like, let's solve problems. Yeah. Okay, great. That's solved. That's solved. That's yeah. solved. Great. Yeah. Let's start with a new status quo for season two that yeah. we won't have to like set up. So that I kind of, I kind of appreciated that. So we're not like jumped. We're not jumping into the middle of a new status quo without having it be established. Totally, yeah. Kind of wrapping it up with a nice bow, like, okay, we're solving, as you said, this, this, and this. We're going to have a clean slate come season two, new story exactly. arc, et cetera. Like, yep, things are still tense between Harvey and Sabrina, but they have, they're a little bit less tense, and we understand that he doesn't want spells and stuff near him, so we have to be, like, avoiding of that. Right. Like, Susie and Roz seem to be more on board with spells, and then Harvey's dad is not drinking anymore, so we solve that little problem. Letitia is going to go away by the end of this episode, so we won't have to deal with a baby, which is always part of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Get rid of the baby as soon as possible. Yeah. Great. She's yeah. around for one episode. And they're like, gone. all right, solve it. <laughs> so a lot of this is like, let's clean up the, the problems that we're not going to want to deal with in the second season. Cool. Fantastic. 
So, okay, so Susie's dad finds Susie missing in the morning and calls Roz, but she doesn't know where Susie is. Um, And we cut to Susie lying on a slab, (laughs) and Susie looks over and sees a scary demon, Mr. Bartell, working on something. Oh, so creepy. Did you like the demon design? I did. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I loved the makeup, the horns, the entire design. And this is something I harp on a lot practical effects it was practical makeup none of that cgi crap so well done guys and also just the way that whole scene was lit in that entire atmosphere and this is something true of the majority of the episode and i think it's especially true in this scene with Susie. a lot of candlelight so you see things just enough but not too much so enough is left to your imagination and i always appreciate when that is utilized absolutely you know i mean it was very like it was sort of a safe demon design, but I liked it, and it was scary and creepy. Yeah, yeah. You know I, mean, like, oh, I'm, horns, yes, creepy face, it's like yes. Classic demon, right? A classic look, yeah. a classic look, you know, for a classic, classic look demon. for our demonic people. You know, like certain things, like Chanel, never go out of style. Like <laughs> pair of horns, little bit of. I love a horny demon. Don't I love you? a horny demon. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> <So> anyway. <laughs> yes. Ambrose is working in the mort the mortuary the yeah the mortuary yeah the mortuary yes in the basement yeah. and then he starts like seeing this corpse that he's supposed to be involved oh this whole scene creeped me out so much <laughs> I liked it this it was so I liked it a lot I, um, yeah so like he starts to, like see her like out of the corner of her uh, of his eye of like approaching her, him I can't speak. Something this scene did really well is they utilize the use of mirrors. And when this is done well in horror, it's amazing. So there's this whole thing with him looking in a mirror. There's a ghosty lady there, but then she's not, but then she's there, but then she's a little closer. And even though you see it coming, it's always scary. It's never not creepy. And I love that. So that whole sequence was fabulous. And then of course there's corpses appearing, then disappearing. Pardon me. I don't know the specific terminology for all those little doors. I I said all the doors to hold dead bodies in. I couldn't remember the name of them either. Open and shut and freaking Yeah, And like you have that kind of blue green tint because it's an embalming room, which just adds to this uncanny valley unsettling feeling to it. Yeah. It's just like, there's a lot of horror stuff into this episode. And I I love that this scene in particular, I was like, ah, creepy, 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 creepy. And then the, the corpse from before, like, steps up behind him and like snaps and then like it cuts to uh, Hilda baking (laughs) basically (laughs) and then her rolling pin moves by itself and then the flower falls and all the knives go missing and they like appear above her in like a circle and like fall around her (laughs) I liked it a lot oh no I loved it and we're kind of touching down on everyone in the house and what's going on with, like, the haunting or whatever. So we then cut to Zelda, and she's trying to make Letitia happy. But behind her, the sewing machine starts up by itself, and a message oh. of, have your baby, is written out. And Zelda turns around, and Letitia is gone. And mm. Zelda's freaking out and calling for Hilda. So what did you think? I thought the message I from it. the sewing machine was cool. I thought that was really interesting. I, no, I like totally. It. And just using the sewing machine in itself, especially because you can tell it's one of those older singer sewing machines. Yep. Just everything about it. Yeah. It was, I'm on, I was on board for that. I thought that was very well done. So Zelda tells Hilda that baby is missing and they hear her crying, but they're being led around. They come downstairs to look for Letitia. They keep hearing her crying, but like it's sort of hard to figure out where she is because ghosty, magic, crazy, mm-hmm. creepiness. And Hilda finds her in the stove. 
she finds her in the stove. Yes, the little imp. We later discover that this is thanks to impish spirits of children. Yeah, they put the baby in an oven, which is fucked up. Hilda says, I was preheating the oven. So preheating it. It was on. It was on. And it also reminded me of Hansel and Gretel. So it had this feeling of old world Grimm's fairy tales. And I liked that a lot. Yeah. No, absolutely. So then, okay, so then Ambrose, Hilda, and Zelda all reunite in the kitchen, and they're all, they they all, like, exchange stories, basically, of what's happening. And then they hear the front door open, and they run to see Sabrina is there, and they all look freaked, and Sabrina looks confused. She's like, what's happening? What's going on? (laughs) That's my Sabrina voice. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes he acts like David Tennant. Sometimes he acts like Sabrina on the podcast. I have a wide range. (laughs) (laughs) It's just Sabrina and David Tennant. That's it. I mean, what a range, though. What a range. It is. That's wide. So we cut to the exposition. Basically, Zelda is our exposition. Expositor? Yeah. I think that's a word. Maybe? She's getting her exposition on. Oh, I like that phrase better. So Zelda is getting her exposition on. Exactly. So, okay, so they're talking, so she's like, they're called the Yule Lads, which, okay, whatever. Oh, means. you didn't like, see, I, I, okay, I didn't mind that. Like, sure, Zelda, sure they are. <laughs> um, and they come down the chimney when they, when they were left unguarded, to, and they cause mischief. And the Yule Lads won't leave unless their mom, Gryla, 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 tells Gryla. them. Gryla is a dangerous witch mm-hmm. who made a pact with another witch to eat their children to survive. Okay, and then Sabrina said a line that cracked me the fuck up. And she was like, what is with, chi- with witches and cannibalism? I like that line. <laughs> I like, That's a very good question. It, what, is it not? Stop eating each other. Like, stop come it. on, guys. We need to support each other, not eat each other. Disturbing. And then, <laughs> so, anyway. So they cooked and ate Gryla's only child, her son. But afterwards, the other witch broke the pact. They didn't go into detail on how they... Uh, she broke the I guess pack, they, but, uh, it was this whole idea of they were starving and desperate. So I guess think, she like ran off with her children and just they probably, yeah, they probably went, Oh, well, we're not hungry anymore. We changed our minds. Bye. And then they ran off bye. with their own kids. That's so, yeah. Yeah. And so now Gryla devastated has spent the last thousand years looking to replace her baby. She has gathered a bunch of baby orphans. Those are the Yule lads. Yeah. So I, I, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if Gryla is based off anything specific. That's actually something I would like to look up after this. But probably I, together from a bunch of different probably. Stories. Yeah. No, I like the mythology that they set up for Gryla a lot. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Like the her backstory was very interesting to me. I thought she was we'll talk about her when she gets there. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Cool. So Ambrose, <laughs> they tell Ambrose to get the fuck out of Dodge, basically, because Gryla likes to eat men since her like puppy her. I liked that. Like, you're going to want to leave. Like, get yours, girl. <laughs> I love it. Ambrose is so cute. He's like, well, I have to go because I have to leave this house every once in a while. And I was invited to a party by Luke anyway, my hot, hot boyfriend. So yes. I will... Uh, See you guys later. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Bye. Bye. So he goes off to the party that he was invited to by Luke, which seems legit. Like there's an actual, there's another set. There was one more set. That's true. Just, That's true. There's this one shot of this big 
I don't know. I mean, were they establishing this for a reason? I don't. Anyway, I don't. I don't think so. I think it was just okay. Here's Ambrose, and he's here to meet Luke in this very like swanky, swanky bar. Yeah, this yeah. is sort of like an unnecessary shot. Like we could have just assumed like that's what they were doing. I don't. Know. I didn't mind it, but yeah. So Sabrina, okay. So this this part pissed me off. Okay, so Sabrina agrees to go hide with Letitia as she's an orphan. Gryla will take the baby if she's there. Why doesn't she leave the house with the baby? That didn't make any sense to me. I was maybe, like, okay, oh. well, maybe if she left the house and they went into the woods, Gryla would have been able to find them more easily. So they had to try to hide. You know, she Why would have been in open. Huh? Why would she have to go into the woods? Well, no, I mean, she'd have to go through the woods to get to point B, the house being point A. So I, I guess they yeah. figured probably just keep them there as opposed to her trying to get somewhere else because maybe the journey of trying to do that, maybe Gryla would have been able to sniff them out because that's like Gryla's territory. This is like a stretch. I don't think so, honestly. I don't think so. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, my assumption was that Gryla comes to the house because the Yulads are there. So she's always like, oh, I have time to time to go get my kiddos. You yeah. know, like and that well, maybe the Yulads would have followed them if she had gone into the woods. So no matter what, she would have been able to find the specific location of Letitia. And also, like, Sabrina had a plan with Letitia, so it was easier to just keep it there. And then That's true. trick yeah, Gryla. Before, I mean, before I knew that, before she even had a plan, though, because remember, she only came up with that plan after we'll true. talk about it. True. But she comes up with that plan with Diana after the baby cries. I don't know. I, I guess they probably figured no matter what, Letitia was probably up for grabs because she's out looking for orphans. So no matter where they were going to be, Letitia was going to be up for grabs. So maybe they thought it was safer just to keep Letitia in the house. Right. Okay. I'll let it go. <laughs> I was like, nope, didn't like that. And then they go down to the mortuary area to go hide, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, she goes with Letitia to hide. Mm-hmm. And then Hilda and Zelda invite Gryla in. They offer her gin. and ex- Well, they offer her... Pun- Hilda's, Hilda's so cute. She's like, mince pies and pastries. Gryla was just like, you have gin? And it's like, I like you. <laughs> I like Good job. I like you. We like... Okay, so we like, I like the demon, the, the Yule demon that has Susie right now. That's taking its time killing her. Hey, villains are guilty of this all the time. They love taking their sweet time. If they're not doing that, they're revealing their plans unnecessarily. Like, that's what villains do. Or they're looking like Gryla. So, okay, so so obviously you have some... I can tell you have some strong feelings about Gryla. I mean, they're not... I mean, <laughs> I just thought she looked kind of dumb. I was no, like... See, yeah, I, like I had, like, big boots tied to her and stuff. I was like, I all right. I love her look. Like, I love the way they did her makeup and her hair. She had this whole salt and pepper thing going on. And, like, they gave her this makeup that, like, really accentuated her bone structure. And she felt tall and statuesque and walking in there. I dug it. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't for me. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't. <laughs> that's okay. You can't please everyone all the time. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, it's Carla. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Not not intimidated. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's fine. And then so they're hanging out, drinking gin. We see Ambrose arrive at the party. Great. Mm-hmm. Hilda, Hilda, Zelda, and Gryla finish drinking together, and Gryla beckons her Yule lads. However, before she goes, Letitia starts crying, and she and Gryla stops, and she goes, "Is there a child in this house?" And then we cut to <laughs> Gryla, and they're all like now standing. In a circle together, mm-hmm. Gryla, Sabrina, Zelda, and Hilda, and in the living room, right. Sabrina has Letitia, 
and they're, uh, Gryla is demanding the baby be handed to her, but Diana appears and stops her. Diana says she'll decide who gets the baby since she too lost her child. And I don't Lucy and Lucy and the diamonds in the sky. Some spirit gave her the power, the crown. Oh was, yeah. I can't remember any of it. Yeah, it, it was something having to do with certain spirits because she was a mother who lost her own child. So it imbued her with the ability to be a part of this. Like, I figured, okay, witchy stuff, witchy mythology. We get exactly. to see Diana. I was like, okay. I'm whistling past this graveyard. Great. What? <laughs> <laughs> sure. Uh, they basically have to do... Okay, so then, then they set up this black circle in the living room with mm-hmm. black salt magic. Right. Good stuff, whatever. They place the baby inside the circle. And she's like, basically, you have to now play tug of war with the baby. And so they, <laughs> Ryla grabs an arm, Zelda grabs an arm, and they just both start tugging. They just start tugging away at the baby. Finally, though, like Zelda's like, oh, I can't do this because, like, she's like, I'm not going to tear the baby apart. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was like, yeah, Zelda, call. And so, that, so, oh nope. I wrote, so Diana gets the baby. That's wrong. There's too many people. So Kryla gets the baby and leaves with her Yule lads. And then Sabrina reveals that they didn't give Kryla to Letitia, but rather Ambrose's teddy bear enchanted to look like Letitia. Right. So we know Ambrose is going to get home tonight and be real pissed. I'm not going to lie. Like, it's not cool to just give away someone's precious stuffed animal. Not like cool, Sabrina. Teddy bear away, Sabrina. What I want to see in season two, it starts off with Ambrose pissed. Looking, yeah, looking for his teddy bear. Yeah, that's <laughs> like and being like, aunties, aunties, where, where's, cousin, where's, cousin, have you seen my teddy? Where's Captain Rupert? Where is he? I love the name. Thank Great. You. Thank you. Great. On the fly, you know, improv. Yeah. <laughs> what? I love. Actually, I'm making a prediction right now. Ambrose might become an unexpected. Just he he might he might pull a willow and become the unexpected antagonist of season two, because obviously because of his teddy bear, because of Captain Rupert. Not yeah. cool, Sabrina. Not cool. It's unacceptable. Like now you've made him the arch villain of season two. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so. <laughs> I'm just throwing that out there. If it happens, you heard it here first, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Take a note. So I guess they just decide, like, she'll be long gone before the spell wears off. And Diana helped with the spell because she knows spells that that Sabrina wouldn't know. Something just occurred to me. That whole speech she said about the different saints imbuing her with this rationality. Maybe that was just a ruse. She just showed up and Sabrina's like, okay, if you just say all this crap, like, they'll probably believe you because we know we're going to just trick her. You know, so maybe that was all BS. Maybe Diana was just saying that to trick Gryla. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know where she got that tiara but that's fine hey if you're gonna be dead you may as well be extra <laughs> wig wig anyway. <laughs> so, I hate myself so, <laughs> uh, so after that like was all just like all thankful and tear-faced and blah 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 and, but Diana disappears mm-hmm. she's gone we then cut to Roz coming to the Spellman's house. To, like, it's a never-ending adventure, basically. Mm-hmm. So Roz comes to the Spellman's house to tell them Susie is missing. She tells them that she had a vision that Mr. Bartel is a demon. Bartel is the name of a Yule demon via Hilda. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Zelda looks up Bartel in the yellow pages, finds his address, and says before they head out that they'll need help. Solstice is the Yule demon time, so they're, like, extra duper duper strong and scary. Um, so they summon Gryla to sick her on the demon for hurting children. And Yule lads and Gryla appear. 
and she begins to torture the demon. Oh my God. Um, this was such a great scene. Obviously, this is Ryla's time to shine because you just see her come in and she's just full of that female rage. And you see it in this scene, especially when it's coming from a place of being a protective mother. And I just love how she came in there and she's like, I am here to beat the shit out of some demons and chew bubble gum. And I'm all out of bubble gum. You know, like. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Sorry, pardon. I couldn't help it. I couldn't help it. But uh, something I want to say really quick was when Gryla first appeared, the actor who played her looked so familiar to me and I just couldn't quite place it. And it was bugging me. And so I looked her up on IMDb and it turns out that she played the character Lieutenant Kadenovsky in Pacific Rim. For those of you who remember, she was one of the Jaeger pilots. She was the one with the platinum blonde hair and her husband had the matching platinum blonde hair. They were these cool Russian Jaeger pilots. And okay, this sounds really silly, but those were side characters that stood out to me so much in that movie. And I was always sad that we didn't get to see them more, learn more about them because they just had such a cool presence the minute they showed up. So when I saw Gryla and thought, she looks familiar. And then I looked her up. I got really excited. Like, yay, you're in this. I loved you in Pacific Rim. So yeah, that's why that made them too. Pardon me. She wasn't in Pacific Rim too. No, because unfortunately their characters bit the dust. Quick, super nerdy side note. I just wanted no, I to, loved it. wanted to make that little footnote quickly. I didn't notice. I didn't, I didn't know her at all. Yeah. So I love the look they gave her. And then when she walks in to fuck shit up, like I'm going to kill a demon tonight. I think they should have thrown more baby stuff on her. Like had her have like a bunch of pacifiers. Ooh, like, you think that's what was missing? The, the pacifiers? Yeah, yeah. And like spit up rags. Right. So that is your critique. Of what was missing? Yeah, more baby stuff. Gotcha. Okay. Not less. More. More. You know, go all in. Right. <laughs> if anyone's curious about what I want to see from a demon, right. that's it. Or a witch, I should say. I'm yeah. sorry. Excuse me. Oh, so, okay. So she comes in, she frees Susie, and she's like, Do you belong to anyone? And Susie, and she's like, Oh, I have my dad. And she's mm-hmm. like, Great go bye and then so you know gryla's like torturing the fuck out of the demon Susie runs outside finds sabrina and hilda and zelda and they'll enchant Susie's dad so he forgets the last 12 hours basically and then and then it cuts and then it cuts to gryla making a demon candelabra oh my god i <laughs> yeah so bad fucking loved it the demon looked bad it looked bad Oh, see, I thought it looked very horror-esque, personally. Yeah. No, I did. Honestly, I did. I was like, ooh, it's so creepy. She's like... I thought it was going to be like the Lumiere of Sabrina. She, like, went all Martha Stewart on this guy after torturing him. She's like, I'm going to put some waxing on you. Make a little candles. I, I liked it. I did. It's <laughs> like, be our guest. Put our children to the test. Uh-huh. And then, like, the lads pop out and start spinning around. You know? Well, she needs to entertain them. They are her children. Maybe there's a grand scheme here, James. She's she's like, well, actually, this I have just killed two birds with one stone. And now I have more kids I got to take care of. Because she obviously. Or one demon with a bunch of oh, oh, my God. I hate you so much right now. <laughs> I love myself. <laughs> Someone has to. Um, uh, uh-huh. So then we cut back to Ambrose, and mm-hmm. he's back home, and he teleported Roz back home. So we just need to be like, oh, she needed to go. We just need yeah. her out of this setting. Great. So Zelda makes a decision to take Tisa to Desmelda. Do we know who Desmelda is? I don't remember a Desmelda. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. 
So she's going to take her to Desmelda after the holiday to protect Letitia. Desmelda will raise her in seclusion. So basically they're like, we don't want this baby in season two. We have to figure out a way to get rid of this baby. And like, obviously I think at some point it, she might pop back up and be of like course. a plot point, but they're like, basically we don't want to have to film every day with a baby. A lot like of this, yeah. But like why you see in a lot of TV shows where like they age the baby up by like three years. They're right. like, and now she's three. Because one-year-olds suck. Like, what do you do with it? You know, like, I mean, they're beautiful and they're cute and adorable, blah, 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 whatever. <laughs> um, but, like, what do you do with it, like, narratively? Like, right, totally. Anyway, <laughs> so that's that's the plan with Letitia. Mm-hmm. Letitia. And then we cut to Sabrina in the living room. And Diana appears. And she was afraid that Sabrina wouldn't be loved, protected. But she is. And Sabrina tells Diana about Harvey and Harvey. And Diana tells her she went as far along the path of night with Edward as she as possible, but she wouldn't lead anyone else there or something to that effect. Like, right. She doesn't like the idea of Sabrina basically being with a, a mortal. Right. She was willing to do it because she loved him, but don't subject anyone else to it, essentially. Yeah. So Diana wants to hold Sabrina one more time, and then Solstice is over. The Eulog goes out, and Diana disappears. Yeah. Very emotional. It, it was is. very sad. Yeah. Very touching. So then we <laughs> we cut to Christmas Eve. We see Wardwell eating Xmas cookies, modeled after Sabrina and the others. And then she bites oh. one of their heads off. I was like, "Oh, Wardwell! <laughs> oh, Wardwell! Fucking love <laughs> your this. plans never go well." No, doing it. No, no it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> um, so then we cut to Harvey and Sabrina talking about Harvey's dad doing better, no more drinking, and Harvey thanks her, but because he assumes that it was the eggnog. Obviously, but um, but he doesn't want anything magical done on him, near him, etc. And Harvey returns the colored pencils that he that she gave him, and then he leaves. Yeah. And then Sabrina joins the others for the Christmas Carol that Ambrose reads every year. Yeah. And Lucas is now Lucas is now there. Hey. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I guess he doesn't have family. I don't. Well, we don't you know, know. Sometimes when you're in a relationship, you take turns going to different people's places. Yeah, but they're very fresh. Hey, hey, it's Ambrose. Wouldn't you be like, sure, I'll come over yeah, here. Yeah, I would. Well, there uh, you go. There, and there you go. Uh, Ambrose continues reading, and we see three demon things walking out of this mysterious area. Maybe like a portal or something like that. Was, do you think that's, that's a lead into season two oh, or something? without a doubt. My immediate assumption when I saw them is because obviously one of the big things they did in this episode was flipping terminology, themes, and archetypes specifically associated with Christmas. Uh, just like they do in the show when they say praise Satan, you know, instead of like praise God and whatnot. And in this right. one, it was very much doing the same thing as far as like Christmas festivities, which I thought was very amusing to see all the different puns and word choices they used. And right. so I have no idea if this actually has anything to do with what the three demons are going to be. But just having three demons show up at the end of a at Christmas Eve made me think, are these like a flip on the wise men or something? Cause these are three mm. antiquated looking demons. So that's just where my brain have three ghosts and Christmas Carol. Exactly. So three is such a common number in narratives. So I thought that was yeah. very interesting. Yeah. No, I'm just, I was like, Ooh, intriguing. So yeah, I'm so, curious to see what will happen next. Yeah. And I believe that season two of Sabrina is going to premiere on April 5th. So not oh. that far away. No, we will have to wait. But, okay, so overall, how many booties, Gryla booties, would you... (laughs) No, don't like it. I don't like it. Not a fan, not a fan. How many 
How many wax figurines? Oh, fuck you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That was harsh. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Creep, creep, creep alert. It's like when you tap the bottom of the knee and it kicks, you say wax figurines and and just like, ah. They're creepy, dude. Giselle is having a reaction. Yeah, they're creepy. Oh, my God. Okay, so. Out of five wax figurines, I would give this three out of five wax figurines. I liked it as a standalone. You don't necessarily have to have known everything that went on in season one to enjoy it. I love the horror elements they brought up. I like the character Gryla. I enjoy that we got to see another vulnerable side of Zelda. But I'm biased because Zelda is one of my favorite characters. I love Zelda. And just to be nitpicky... I was a little bummed that we didn't get to see more of Miss Wardwell and more of the Weird Sisters. But I like the fact that, aside from Harvey, all of the key players on this, and the demon, pardon me, Harvey and the demon, like all of the key players, women, LGBTQIA, I was like, yes, I dig this. No, that's what I like, too. Yeah. And women of color. Yeah, and women, yeah. Uh, It was very nice. I like that, too, of course. Yeah. my God. <laughs> I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably give it like a two point five. Mm-hmm. Black figurines. I didn't hate it. I mm-hmm. thought it was good. I was upset because I didn't get to see more of Ambrose. You know what I mean? Wink, 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 wink. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> but I thought it was really good. I was not a big fan of Gryla's design, but understood what they were going for. I yeah. got it. But really, like, I like the demon look. I liked. I like Susie. You know, not. I don't want to be like always in danger, but I get right. why they do it. Right. Roz is great. I thought she had more to do and I think they're going to give her more to do. And yeah. I'm like, yeah. So I liked, yeah, I like where it's going. Sabrina remains still not my favorite actor. I Sorry. Know. I know. I know. But <laughs> I think she's fine. Mm-hmm. And I like that Harvey's motivation makes absolute sense after everything he went through for season one and like his brother and, and his dad and all that stuff. And totally. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that because I liked Harvey the most in this episode more than the arc in season one, because we finally, because he, I think the character had more to work with because in season one, he was there mainly to be the romantic interest, you know, the little, one of the human ties for Sabrina. Whereas in this, a lot of horrible things have happened to him. So the actor and the writers, he had more to work with. And I like this Harvey more and I'm excited to see more of this kind of Harvey and the path he goes down for season two. Yes. No, absolutely. I thought he was, he was given a, I think just something he was able to kind of play with. Exactly. Better in this than the first season. I don't think he was given a lot in the first season. No, he wasn't. He was like, Oh, my brother, blah. Yeah. It was like, exactly. and it was like towards the end sort of. It mm-hmm. was like, anyway. Um, Oh, and I love Zelda. Oh yeah. Fucking A. Zelda's great. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Get rid of the baby. Good. Yeah. Good call. Good, good choice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, always good idea to get rid of the baby. Like just, don't also but like also don't write them in but i get like narratively and story-wise why they needed to write that baby into the plot oh, but totally. like also get rid of the baby as soon as possible yeah so um great thank you everyone for tuning in thank and you. giselle anything else to add sorry before I- uh no i i think that was it that was awesome yeah. well happy new year everybody happy 2019 year. here we go yes Please rate and review as a 2019 gift to us. Mm-hmm. Please. <laughs> um, tell your friends and your enemies. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, all that good stuff. Yeah. Right there, there. And we hope that you all had a lovely winter solstice. A spooky, spectacular solstice. Spectacular solstice. A spectacular solstice. Mm-hmm. All right, you guys. Bye. Bye.